Welcome to Lunch with Tech Leaders, where we have engaging conversations about software development and cloud engineering with industry leaders and subject matter experts. These episodes are created by the Great Lakes Tech Leaders, an online community of technology practitioners. Please come join the conversation by visiting gltl.rbn.ai. Again, that's gltl.rbn.ai. Now strap in, because we're deploying to production in three, two, one. Our topic today is um, uh, AWS CloudWatch dashboards and custom metrics. Um, so I, I, I've definitely been um, using them quite a bit as of recent. Um, the more that we you know, end up putting data into CloudWatch logs, um, the more I'm relying on uh, having dashboards set up to kind of get a, a single pane of glass uh, view of an application or an environment stack. Um, the, the dashboards are really easy. Well, they're a little bit interesting, right? Because they're configured by a JSON document. Um, and you can kind of define any of the metrics, widgets, um, all of that through this JSON document. And, uh, you know, the cool part about it is, is you can actually get that into your infrastructure as code um, and templatize the, the metrics or um, CloudWatch log groups uh, that you're targeting and um, get those set up between environments as you kind of, you know, uh, deploy through uh, different environments. You can have a dashboard pre-built uh, to give you kind of a baseline. Um, I think that's been really helpful for our team um, and, uh, and really enjoyed, you know, being able to have that baseline set up and ready um, uh, right out the gate. So kind of get anybody else's hot take here. Well, I'd have to say that I haven't really come across much in CloudWatch uh, dashboards yet. I mean, I obviously use logs heavily for many of our customers that we have. And one of our big customers kind of surprised they may not be utilizing dashboards as much as, uh, I mean, especially if, so for me, for a dashboard, what I would love to see, and I don't know if it necessarily works this way, I purposely didn't really look up what dashboards can and cannot do so I could be ready with questions if possible. But um, so one of the things that I would love to see in a CloudWatch is, for example, one of the customers I'm currently working on, they have, let's say, hundreds of Lambdas and uh, several different applications and some of those applications even within side of an application. So it'd be nice to be able to do like by category, so to speak, like, all right, this is my application. And if I click on this, then I could see all the associated logs within that application uh, and then be able to see if there's an error. Like when I'm example for debugging an application right now, just pretty much a there's a 500 error okay and so either i know or i work with one of the developers that know the path kind of where that should take okay it should hit this api 
okay, I go to that API, go to the endpoint, and then Lambda then logs. But it would be nice to be able just to have a dashboard for this application and be able to scroll down and go, oh, here's a 500 error or an error in this log. And it was just recently where we tested and be able to go directly to that log. Uh, is that kind of in a way on how that works or is that am I off basis on there? So when the, um, the CloudWatch logs are, uh, are in log groups, right? And you mm -hmm. can build and you can use CloudWatch insights to do um, SQL queries against those logs. Yeah. Uh, or like SQL query-esque type deal to, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, um, to query against them. So uh, what that does is it provides a table of log entries um, that, that can become a widget on a dashboard. So you can get mm -hmm. a quick view um, one thing I definitely like to do is uh, set up like a, a query for errors so that I've got a, um, a quick, uh, quick view of anything that might be erroring out on an application. Obviously, I would like to, you know, open up a, uh, a dashboard and see that be completely empty. However, uh, if there's issues going on, it's a really quick way to get right to the point and get, um, get a view of what may be wrong. Yeah. Uh, Furthermore, if you, um, one thing I, I recommend to all of our, our customers and, and anything that I'm working on, uh, if I've built an application, I definitely like to set up a logger that uh, logs in JSON format so that things like uh, error level, et cetera, are, um, are, you know, attributes. And then with uh, CloudWatch Insights, or CloudWatch log insights, um, it parses those uh, JSON logs and kind of makes the um, that attribute a column in a table, so that you can like literally use um, you know, like I said, uh, um, like a SQL esque type query, um, and uh, just say like where level equals error. Uh, or whatever like level code that you've got in there, uh, so that you've got nice clean, um, and then, you know, from there, um, select certain columns that you want to see in the in the widget, uh, makes it a little bit cleaner. Nice. All right. What do you got here, so, Thomas? I guess. Uh... Hey, sorry, didn't mean to. Uh, you think you were going to follow up, William? Uh, oh, you're welcome to. My computer just started freezing, so go okay. ahead and follow up. No, it's just this all rings a lot of bells. Um, my first thought was um, Charity Majors. This uh, I posted uh, one slant tranche of her blog there. She's really big on what she calls wide events. In other words, like just like you said, Derek, uh, JSON format, structured data, as much as you can cram in there, right? Um, just because uh, it's no longer, uh, we're not sending stuff to, to a syslog or to a file system. And at least the story of my life has been with logging is like every time I figure out that I really needed some bit of information because it was critical, it was like, I wish I'd been logging that before this problem happened. 
And um, so that's one of her responses is uh, in the end of the rubric of observability, buzzword maybe, uh, is to start treating logs more like observables, right? They're not just, you know, log lines you can parse. There are a whole bunch of other things. And just like you said, uh, Derek, you know, if things are attributes or structured, right, they can be parsed and then made into what feels like a table, right? So you can do all kinds yeah. of fun stuff on them. I will say, uh, if I can change t topic, uh, well, go ahead. I, I, I shouldn't change too fast, but. Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying, I, you know, the reason I suggest JSON is because grokking a log line. <laughs> and then, you know, you know, the thing is, is, you know, uh, developers um, should be able to add whatever they feel is relevant to Absolutely. that log line. But if you are up, not yeah. using a JSON format, then uh, every time that they add something, you now have to change your 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 grok, and that's no fun. So right. uh, with JSON, it just automatically parses for us. So uh, yeah, I lived through uh, various nightmares with Elk stacks. You know, uh, <laughs> where grokking was it was magical when it worked. It's you just you wished it always worked. Uh, so yeah, I get you. I, I'm with you. And, and uh, you wish you didn't spend too my much writing that thing. <laughs> yeah. So JSON is my god. Uh, mm -hmm. There's just so many tools for it. So I was going to say about using insights or metrics in the dashboard. These are things that you can only do inside um, AWS when you're heavy on the AWS tooling, and it's it's great that they have them. I, I have always found dashboards kind of fiddly, but I have to admit, I haven't been using them very aggressively in the last year or so. So I think I should, maybe longer than that, to be honest, I should revisit, right? And see yeah, what's on offer now. Um, I should, but I was going to say, one of the things that we do a lot of, and, and maybe it's because it's a, uh, one of those first mover ideas, like you get into a habit. We use uh, like instrumentation tools like Sentry uh, to instrument our front end and back end of our web applications, oh, yeah. um, because they have, you know, that's a developer experience. And no disrespect to the AWS console, but, um, no. but does anybody here use anything like Sentry or have any thoughts on bringing in something, you know, out of the toolkit? Um, pros cons. Oh, uh, you know, there's throughout the the explosion of DevOps, right? I mean, I, so many different companies created um, these telemetry tools and it was just such a large focus. I mean, I've used- Datadog was the first one I sort of got into and then Sentry took over my life, probably because I had a very influential project and they used it and it just, you know, it sticks with you. You're like, when you have to reach for a tool, you reach for the one you used before, so. Right. I, the, yeah, you I, I don't the market's broad Sentry. and I don't know. Yeah. I've set it up, but I haven't really um, been on the, you know, consuming end of it. Yeah. Um, Datadog, I know, you know, it, as far as dashboards go, they, I, I noticed that they've been um, um, pre-building dashboards. Like if you hook up AWS, um, yeah. it'll be like, oh, here's, here's a dashboard for your networking. Here's a dashboard for your, uh, your RDS and like mm -hmm. information, uh, so that you don't have to go and build these complex dashboards. They say, they say, okay, I know what you want because you know we've had, you know, we've been doing this for years, um, and this is basically what most people are are asking for out of uh, a dashboard in this context. And I thought that was a really uh, neat idea. 
Yeah, I think there was a there was a big shift in Datadog when they, you know, um, you know, I remember I was at a conference at one of their little booths once, and they were explaining their their new model that wasn't sort of like you know CPU based, you know, or host based licensing. Oh, yeah. uh, this was years ago, right? But they were adapting to like, well, how the hell do you, you know, run Datadog with their old pricing model against anything in AWS? God forbid it's serverless. So they simplified a lot of things, made some changes so that you can kind of forecast what it's, I mean, that was a really good change. Um, and I, I now I realize as I brought this up, Sentry and Datadog aren't even really comparable, right? Sentry is much more a, you know, a, a real-time developer um, observability tool, right? So it's right. not really looking at the infrastructure so much as like the effects, like what's happening to my customers right now? And has it happened three times this morning, 30 times this morning? Did mm -hmm. it happen in version you know, 6.2.4 and now it's back in version 8.1.7, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I do yeah. recommend Sentry if you haven't played with it, mess with it. It's got an, a responsible, a respectable free tier. Okay. Um, but you can turn on like an extra level, it's sort of like X-ray, right? A sampling level of sending like more events, you know? Right. And that will exhaust, you know, your free tier like <laughs> 10 days into the month, right? So right. don't do that. Uh, or do. Right, especially if you're well, like, you doing it in your it dev and test. If you're doing your dev and test uh, environments, you might be able to use it in full, right? But uh, if you got prod stuff, the 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 extra level of event density sampling is probably not your mean your thing. Yeah, it depends on uh, you know where you're at with your prod. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely the, the second the second fold to that, right? Like the um, uh, tracking uh, or observability of like this this front end this log from uh, a front end uh, produced this log on the back end with like mm -hmm. um, you know tracing uh, and like um, oh, what's that it's like open trace or something like that yeah I know I, I yeah this is out of my wheelhouse but yes I think I see what you mean yeah sort of uh, stitching it all together right um, so that that's say, key yeah yeah. Yeah, that is definitely, um, oh, what is it? Uh, you know, this is something I was looking into quite a while ago when we were, um, before a lot of this stuff kind of came about is like generating a random um, ID per request and, uh, um, you know, sending that across throughout all of the different- End to end, right? Yeah, so you can end to end traceability, a, you know, it's- Attribute uh, things and related things, right? And not rely on like, I don't know, clock syncs, you know, and you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, if you're, you if you're, if you're under any remote music. load, right? That's gonna not help you at all, right? <laughs> You'd be under a, a blur of things slightly over that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, I like turning on X-Ray from time to time to do some sampling. I'll even in dev mode, like I'll turn on X-Ray for API Gateway and Lambda with like 100% sampling just to make sure I fully understand what's happening, you know, during like, you know, like a, a baby load test. And of course, like, it doesn't go in prod unless we have a problem, right? And then you do something reduced, but X-Ray does that. Uh, they have a word for it, like the coterminous co ID or the correlation ID, that's it, correlation ID, yeah. yeah. I've been trying yeah, X-Ray is fantastic, but you know, uh, it, in my experience, um, you know, coming from more of the operations realm, um, mm -hmm. if your application doesn't fit into the auto uh, instrumentation, 
yeah uh, getting those instrument <laughs> instrumental Fair. is a, definitely a task i've tried to take an application that was that i did not write and try to instrument it and I, it was um it was not a good experience for me <laughs> yeah but um yeah i'm sure the same thing could be said for sentry you know i mean i've i've had good luck with it the integrations mm -hmm. for the frameworks and tools i was using worked mainly right you know, it depended. Some of the Java integrations were, you know, well, Java-esque, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like weirdly fiddly, you know, but, but yeah, it is, it is true. Sometimes uh, it just, you just end up fighting the tool or you just, it just doesn't grok what you're doing. Do you know? Yep. Yeah. I will say that um, the, the custom metrics that come out of things like instrumentation of uh, like for an APM are extremely interesting, right? So you can start, you know, taking a look at your you, you, or rather, like, really what you want to get down to is your KPIs, right? Your key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. um, like, if you've got, if your logins are um, a key performance, like, you want to make sure that, take a look, you know, having um, metrics built off of the timing samples um, of the things that happen within your login or something like that, like, whatever, whatever that may be for you or your application, um, you know, uh, and making those big and visible is kind of like, you know, getting back to the dashboard idea, you know, really interesting and, and really helpful. So you can start to, you know, have early warning signs of like, okay, why is one of my KPIs kind of, you know, um, bumping up here? You know, we, mm -hmm. we always used to um, talk about, but um, having a, a, like a big, big dashboard on a TV screen inside the office running up a pie or something like that. Uh, you know, the nature of our business was a, um, hard to kind of make that work because we're always, uh, you know, multiple projects going on. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. kind of running their own. So having that third monitor, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, is kind of nice because everybody's kind of in on their own project and stuff like that instead of having one monitor. But yeah, our high performance computing guys um, have that like big dashboard on the wall. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. giant dashboard that's like, you know, hanging over the whole office, right? You know, basically so that everybody's aware of like system health. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's cool. But the only thing is the cluster is so massive. And there's so much, um, you know, redundant and swappable CPUs and storage and things like GPUs and stuff. Like the board is like always like in some weird state of semi-red, right? But it, yeah. it doesn't matter, right? That's just normal, right? Um, so I don't know of how useful they find it, but it definitely looks cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But they never get to green. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there's always something. You know, that's another thing I was thinking about is like, I definitely built dashboards that are overcomplicated, right? Mm -hmm. Where like one, one graph will have like 20 lines on it. And it, you know, being colorblind, I can't differentiate what's what. Oh, <laughs> so I don't yeah. Know. Good you point. Know? So the... Um, aggregating those into sums and uh averages and min max mo uh min min max average etc is helpful but sometimes you want to see the the difference but you know it, it's just you know that's one of my my things is i got to go and click through each one of the different um you know metrics to see okay is it that one no it's that other light green one oh it's actually yellow there it is is that yellow no <laughs> No, I feel that. I really do. 
you know, you were talking earlier about how it's so automatable, like that you can turn this into infrastructure as code if you define, you know, you know, a core dashboard, right? That maybe you'll tweak. That is also obviously cool. I work in a place where, like, our our system side of the house, like, if it's not Ansible, they don't want to hear about it, right? So, which is fine, right? Ansible is a very cool tool, right? But so um, at different times, we've I've tried to like evangelize on uh, the different the 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 parade of offerings that Amazon, that AWS has put out uh, related to sort of like managed infrastructure, um, you know, going all the way back to uh, well the early days of, of cloud formation templates and uh, uh, ops works and things like that. And they've always mm-hmm. been very dissatisfied with them. But now, uh, this is, I'm leading up to something. When you do infrastructure as code, are you like a CDK person? Are you a like a Terraform yep. person? What is the thing that people do? Because it feels like, once again, AWS has like seven options, like <laughs> SAM CLI, Copilot, CDK, right? Tell me. <laughs> Tell me Amplify what to do. CLI. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we are absolutely um, CDK chef at this point. Um, I mean, we'll do whatever the client is most yeah, prefers. Well. But if it's, you know, out of the box, like we're going to recommend CDK, um, we, we, you know, did our rounds. We did um, CDK in Python, then we did CDK in .NET, and then, you know, we ended up saying, no, we need to do this in TypeScript. Um, even though a lot of our engineers are, you know, more so newer to TypeScript. Um, yeah, and the same. reason for that is because you can use the debugger. Um, and that has been immensely uh, powerful for us. Uh, the, the JSSI layer that transforms a, um, this TypeScript into the ability to be used in uh, different languages it doesn't translate like the debugger won't translate through like or isn't able to kind of trace through that so um using the raw typescript uh has been what we kind of settled on as our our default but obviously we'll do whatever the customer is more comfortable with yeah i'm gonna have to um you know i don't know yield at some point i've been um sort of javascript uh on the back end resistant do you know what i mean or you know um because I'm a Pythonist mainly, who recovered from like an, an enterprise Java life, you know, you know what I mean. But, yeah. And Python's been very good to me, and I really love it. But yeah, I'm starting to finally, at this age, right, see the wisdom of like strongly typed, <laughs> you know, um, languages and the tooling that goes with them. So I might have to bite the bullet and try and be a a, a credible or at least a passable um, TypeScript person. I think, yeah, yeah. I think the the writing's on the wall. It's pretty clear. Python's not going away, right? But no. I see a lot of the cool kids, if you will, like yourself. I see a lot of the, you know, if you look around, like uh, TypeScripts where people's heads are at, and oh, yeah. you know, I've thanks for the uh, the nod there, but <laughs> I've been uh, transitioning to being more of a, you know. Jira card writer. <laughs> oh yes, it, well yeah. yes, yes. But um, there's that too. Um, the you know I I have been trying to pick up you know Node and and I I can get around in TypeScript and I can definitely do the work for CDK because it's mm-hmm. it's you know very much so um you know, I know what is I know what needs to be done because it's like you know infrastructure it's you know building imperative code to 
um, export declarative, you know, CloudFormation. Yeah. I know CloudFormation enough to be able to understand what's going on. Um, the CDK uh, tree stuff, I, I understand all that. So I can get around, but like mm -hmm. the asynchronous stuff in, in Node, it's like it just, my mind just has a complete block against it. No, I've been trying to I learn it for the I last think, couple of years. <laughs> I, don't th I don't think that way. I know people who do. And yeah. yeah, it is. It does seem to be like some sort of gift. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still banging my head on it. Um, sort of like just, yeah, no, randomly <laughs> awaiting, hoping something will happen. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I feel you. Uh, and this makes sense, right? TypeScript for this purpose, right, is very like, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, linear, like you said, imperative and declarative, really. You get a result. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think hmm. the... Um... You know, I think they said TypeScript just overtook um, JavaScript on uh, on GitHub or something like that. I saw. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, I think you know the. Meanwhile, TypeScript I'm still seems... barely using type hinting in Python, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it would help me so much if I just would just do it, right? Yeah, it's a, like you said, it's one of those bite the bullet things, and like you know, I. Personally, I, I really enjoy just being like, oh, we can treat the variable as whatever it is. But, you know, in the long, long yeah. term, you know, it's like I've had a very happy life with, uh, you know, uh, duck typing. Right. Mm -hmm. The um, when you're building something that somebody else is going to consume. Um... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Fair go. Right. Yeah. I've certainly, you know, had come into like large Python projects. Yeah. And I, I know the feeling of being like, yeah, you really have to go all the way through and be like, how do I know what this is going to be? And, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, and the answer is you don't, but, but you have to keep it in your head <laughs> because the system is not going to help you. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was helping somebody and they're like, what, what am I supposed to provide to this, uh, mm -hmm. Um, parameter on this uh, this method inside of a, a Python library, and I'm like, I think it it'll be okay to take a dict, but if it's not, then pass it a you know a JSON string. Um, and the answer was it accepts both. <laughs> so would have yeah. been nice if somebody had written that down, right? Oh yeah, absolutely undocumented. It just said you know thing you know <laughs> put in put in some sort of objecty thing you know represented in some fashion, right? Yeah. Um, I know I took us off of uh, CloudWatch metrics and dashboards, but I was oh. interested in this infra as code because I'm, it's not like I'm alone. There's a lot of people using AWS at the university and particularly I'm at the College of Engineering, yeah. but you know, it's, it's very scattered, right? There aren't, there aren't big clusters of people together, right? So, right. Yeah, so it's always good to knock stuff around with people. You're, uh... I what I've noticed, I you know I didn't go through a, a large university, but what I have noticed in working with them is that uh, especially research type folks, they're just all over the place. They you know they yeah they can't wait for you know um, you know large scale university IT to kind of help them out. They have to go and figure it out on themselves for themselves mm -hmm. and you know move things along. But yeah, it's, it's okay. These these topics you know. They're here to kind of give us a jumping off point, and the whole idea is just to have lunch with um, lunch with like-minded people and kick around some some ideas. And you know, 
I think I'm pretty really sure cool. you gave a whole talk on CDK work, um, like last month or the month before. Someone did, right? At one yeah. of the first yeah. come back to come back to in person meetings over in Ipsy. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that was one I really, really wanted to go to. Not the least because I mean you're cool too, but I wanted to go to Go <laughs> Ice Cream, uh, like real bad. Uh, it's been go. too long. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I knew in the back of my head that CDK had Mindshare over over at Right Brain, but. Um, I think that we've been working with it for two and a half, three years, something like that. Wow. I didn't even know it had been um, a thing that long. Yeah. Do you have any brief judgments you'd like to pass on, like, the SAM CLI or, um, you mm -hmm. know, uh, Copilot or other things that AWS is offering? Copilot is a GitHub thing, isn't it? Well, no, there's there's Copilot at, at GitHub, but there's something else. Um Guru? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, CodeGuru is kind of cool. Um, it does. It's actually made recommendations about a Python CDK repository that we've we had before, and that's why I thought that was pretty nifty. Um, it's more of a static code analysis. It's less yeah. uh, copilot can, but and more of a um, like um, Sonar Cube or something like that. This is what I was thinking of. I put it in the chat. It's AWS's Copilot. It's yet like yet another way to run containers at AWS, right? Oh, interesting. Uh, like the like the canonical like seventeen ways uh, oh. <laughs> to run a container. Um, oh boy, it'd be great. If so it so it's Copilot. It's a CLI, right? It's yet you know ECS CLI, Copilot CLI. It's uh, lots of options, um, and AWS is good about giving you options, but you know that that cuts both ways, right? And you don't know whatever they're what's going to be languishing, right? Maybe I think these things are great for getting people off the ground into AWS, getting their, their ideas moving. Um, I think eventually one day, you, gotta graduate. you know, when you, when you say, okay, this is, this needs to become less of a, um, you know, same thing with Sam. I think Sam's great to kind of get a prototype up and out there. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you take that prototype from, Hey, we're, you know, from a toy. This to... is a this is an idea, a twinkle in my eye, and it's to we're we're scaling from a uh, into a medium sized business. You're probably going to want to get more um, hands on control around some of these things, but maybe not. Maybe it works for the team. It depends on the size, um, and go to something that's more rigid, uh, like CDK, yeah. uh, Terraform, um, you know, etc. But that's just my hot take. I, mean, I worry that I might have pushed this over time. Is there a time limit on this? Were we supposed to break at half hour? Uh, yeah, I think we're we're okay. we're gonna we're looking at wrapping up. I think we didn't get started till uh, twenty seven, okay. so we're right at about half hour. Um, okay. No time limit on. Thanks podcasts. for letting me uh, come in late and and go long. Yeah. No problem, Thomas. I'm really glad to you know have you join. Um, you know, always welcome. Uh, we're uh, we're doing these every week. Yeah, well, thank you all. I will keep them. I appreciate Hannah and others keeping me informed. So, yeah, I will try and join in when I can. My my work life has been a bit of a blur, right? It's, uh, But I think it might be, you know, there might be, things might be a little better. So I really enjoyed having a little time to to make a connection again. So maybe yeah. one day I'll see you guys in person. Yeah. Could happen. Like I said, the, uh, I think it's next week. We've got Thursday, uh, the meetup. Uh, no pressure, but it's going to be yeah, a good yeah. one. Um, What's the location on that one? Are you right uh, downtown Ipsy at uh, back okay. office? Same place. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited because I do want to get over to Ipsy again, right? For tacos yeah, and 
And uh, we're expecting this one to be probably the largest one since we've been back. Um, because we've really just got a great topic. Uh, Hannah, Joe, can one of you guys chime in on what the topic can speak to us? Will we? Maybe they. Uh... Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next week, we're looking at uh, it's nudge and sludge driving security with design with uh, Jay Wolfgang. So it'll be it'll be interesting. OK. Yeah, same deal as always. Uh, doors open at six and networking until six thirty. We start the talk then, and then um, you know usually goes till seven thirty. You're no stranger to it. Uh, we just Been love there. to see yeah. you in person yeah. again. Well, I will do my best. Thanks for the for uh, for this opportunity. Yeah. All right. Well, no problem. Take care, folks. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing. Take care, everybody.